The following is a special documentary episode of The Week in Doubt. I first learned of the story of Tundal decades ago while reading Alice K. Turner's 1995 book, The History of Hell. There was something about the proud yet fun-loving knight's conversion tale that captured my imagination and caused it to stay with me over the years. And I'm certainly not alone. The Visio Nugdali, or Vision of Tundale, or Nugdalis, was and is one of the most popular examples of medieval visionary literature. The story takes place in Cork, Ireland in the year 1148. And on that note, it seems to be in keeping with the tradition of Imram, traditional Irish tales featuring hero journeys to the so-called Otherworld. According to tradition, it was originally translated from Gaelic and written down in Latin at the request of the abbess of the Scots Monastery in Regensburg by an itinerant monk named Brother Marcus, who claimed to have heard the account firsthand from Tundal himself, shortly after the events of the tale supposedly transpired. With the public appetite for visionary literature, the story of Tundal quickly gained popularity. Copies of the original Latin text were spread far and wide. As of present, 172 Latin-language manuscripts have been discovered. By the time of the 15th century, the story had been copied at least 43 times into languages as far-flung as Icelandic and Belarusian. It's said that the Visio Nugdali was the first work after the Bible to be translated into Old Norse. The story became particularly popular in Germany, giving rise to at least 10 German-language translations as well as four in Dutch. According to Alice K. Turner, author of the aforementioned History of Hell, nearly 250 hand-lettered manuscripts in at least 15 languages survive today, including the fully illustrated version by 15th-century Netherlandish painter Simon Marmion, which includes 11 scenes of hell. It would seem like us, the people of the Middle Ages, shared a lurid fascination with the realm of the damned and its torments and inhabitants. Upon delving into the story, it's easy to see why it enjoyed such wide popularity and why it continues to capture the imagination of modern readers. The Visio Nugdali tells the story of a knight named Tundalus, supposedly from the Middle Irish, Nudgal, meaning fierce valor or to desire valor. Other variations of the name include Nugdalus, Tondalus, and the English variant Tundale, or Tundal. Tundal was handsome and valiant, but also wayward and given to vice. Rather than donating to the church, he spent his money on reveling and frivolity. The story begins with Tundal, or Tundalus, sitting at a dinner table before falling unconscious after straining to suppress his anger during a stressful argument with a friend. In The History of Hell, Alice K. Turner posits that the story might be implying a stroke. For two days, the stricken knight lies comatose, displaying only the faintest signs of life. Meanwhile, his disembodied soul descends into hell. The following is from Alice K. Turner's The History of Hell. First, a crowd of dreadful fiends screech an appalling parody of his favorite songs, gnash him with their teeth, tear their own cheeks with their talons, and scream, 
Where are the good times now? Where are the pretty girls? Where's your pride? Tundal's soul is rigid with terror, until suddenly an angel appears. This turns out to be his guardian angel to whom he has never paid the least attention, but who now proposes to show him what lies in store for him if he does not repent. Meanwhile, he will be protected from the demons, who, thwarted, fall to fighting raucously among themselves. Tundal is shown murderers sizzling over an iron grate, laid across a whole valley full of stinking coals, then a mountain with fire on one side, ice and snow on the other, and hailstorms in between, where fiends with iron hooks and forks, chivy unbelievers and heretics, spies and traitors in another version, from one torture to another. Next is a deep, noxious valley spanned by a plank of a thousand feet long, and only one foot wide from which the proud and ungenerous tumble. With the angel's help, Tundal's fearful soul is able to cross it, and then to climb the path leading to the enormous beast, Acheron, with flaming eyes and two great devils in his mouth like pillars. Inside the beast's belly are the greedy, and inside it too for a moment is Tundal. His angelic protector disappears, and waiting fiends fling him in to be bitten by frenzied lions, mad dogs and serpents, burned by fire, bitten by cold, suffocated by stench, and clubbed by devils until the angel reappears. Tundal is understandably too weak to continue, till the angel proffers a healing touch. Out of all the trials Tundal endures in the afterlife, for some reason the image of his leading a wild cow across a narrow spiked bridge is what has always stayed at the forefront of my mind. I've found myself repeatedly referring to it as Tundal's Bridge over the years. Once again, the following is from Alice K. Turner's The History of Hell. The next ordeal is a two-mile bridge across a lake filled with ravening beasts. Only as wide as the palm of a hand and studded with sharp nails, thieves and robbers must cross it, and so must Tundal himself, leading a wild cow. Remember, says the angel, you stole a cow from one of your friends. But I gave it back, Tundal cries. Only because you couldn't keep it, is the answer. But because you did, you won't suffer too much. Tundal has a bad moment on the bridge when he meets a soul going the other way. But he survives, has his torn feet cured by the angel, and sets off for the round, oven-shaped house of the cruel Fristinus, who punishes gluttons and fornicators, including clergymen. Because of Tundal's former ways, the angel lets him have a taste of this, too. Next comes a great bird with an iron beak that eats unchaste nuns and priests and defecates them into a frozen lake, where both men and women proceed to give birth to serpents. Tundal has to go through this too, though thankfully we don't hear about it in much detail. After a difficult climb comes the Valley of Fires, where Fiend sees Tundal with burning forceps, throw him into a furnace until he is red hot, then hammer him on an anvil with twenty or thirty other sinful souls into one mass, tossing this in the air till the angel rescues him. The two proceed downward toward hell proper. Excitable demons like bees sing the song of death around a huge cistern. In the depths is Lucifer himself, once the first most beautiful, the most powerful creature God made. Now he is. And here Alice K. Turner provides us with an excerpt from the Vizio. 
Blacker than a crow and shaped like a man, except that it had a beak and a spiky tail, and thousands of hands, each of which had twenty fingers with fingernails longer than knight's lances, with feet and toenails much the same, and all of them squeezing unhappy souls. He lay bound with chains on an iron gridiron above a bed of fiery coals. Around him were a great throng of demons, and whenever he exhaled, he ejected the squeezed unhappy souls upward into hell's torments, and when he inhaled, he sucked them back in to chew them up again. Now continuing with a reading from Alice K. Turner's The History of Hell. Among these unhappy souls are several of Tundle's friends and relations. Tundle moves on to a meadow-like purgatorial area, where the bad but not very bad suffer from hunger and thirst in the elements, and the good but not very good are drier and happier. Heaven waits for these people behind a silver wall, which Tundle and the angel visit, though comparatively briefly. After this, Tundle felt himself clothed in his body. And with that, he opens his eyes, asks for communion, gives all he has to the poor, orders the sign of the cross sewn on his clothes, and begins to preach the word of God. Although the story of Tundle may come across as something akin to the medieval equivalent of the fundamentalist Christian modern hellhouse experience, minus the costume shop cringe, with its charming protagonist and colorful hyper-imaginative imagery, it's easy to see why it's earned a place for itself in literary history, and why it continues to captivate the imaginations of modern readers, including my own. And maybe now the story of Tundle will stay with you as well. This has been a special documentary episode of The Week in Doubt. Thanks for listening.